Podcast. How good do you want your life to be? It's truly about becoming the best version of yourself that's possible. This is Man vs. Marriage. The Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Man vs. Marriage. It is I, the cute, digging a dog, welcoming you to this fantastic, exciting episode. Just to recap quickly, because this is actually a two-part episode, um, to recap quickly, Jeannie and I really discovered some things about the conversations going on in our head, what we brought into the marriage that we didn't realize that had to do with our insecurities and our failures, and then what the heck do you even do about it? So in this episode, it's gonna pick up at the end of the former episode, and it's gonna take you through um, some steps or the step and how we started handling these types of situations. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Man versus Marriage, check it out. Now I'm in a place where I can, and I've had to a couple of times say, I need to know your opinion on this mm-hmm. because I need to rewrite what's in my head with what you actually think about this. Of course. Um, I think that's, that's part of it. It's knowing, it's being able to talk to each other and say, I don't think I measure up enough in this and this is really kicking my ass right now. Mm-hmm. And letting you speak to me and tell me, okay, well, let me tell you what I see. It's not necessarily that you want someone else's opinion to be more important than your own of yourself, but it is important to have the person that you value the most in the world see the value that you don't see or remind you of the things that maybe you're not focused on. It's real easy for me to quit something mm-hmm. because I'm afraid of succeeding at it or I'm afraid of failing at it. It just depends on which side of the coin I'm looking at today. It is a lot easier for me not to quit when I've got you behind me going, okay, but if you make it, if this works, how much better will you feel in the end of it? Just having completed something, just having done something. And at the same time, you kind of negate the opposite side of what's the worst that could happen. Okay, so you fail. So what? What do we do? We get back up. We do it again. We find something else, whatever the case may be. In my particular case for myself and in shutting down those voices, I need an, another voice to speak to me. Yeah. Doing it by myself was not enough. Yeah. And it's not always going to be... Rita, who has to draw those things out and question me. Now that we're in the place that we're in, I'm able to trust enough to say, okay, your voice has to be the voice that I hear in my head. Because if it's left to my own, I'm going to screw this up. Um, but I think for people who are listening, if you don't, if you're not at the place yet where you trust your spouse enough to be that voice, I understand that. Mm-hmm. I'm not knocking that by any means. And I, I hope if your spouse listens to it, they don't either. And they meet you where you're at. Yeah. But you need to get an outside voice to help to rewrite those things that you're hearing or those things that are telling you you're only this, this, and this. You need someone else in your corner to hold you accountable to what the truth is. 
and and I respect that, and I'm and I don't want to make the case here that I'm telling you you have to do this my way. Oh no, I'm not. Um, I know. I understand that. I'm I'm not taking it that way at all. Okay, good, good, because I don't think there's any one. There's not. It's not like there's only one way to get to making these thoughts harmless. Mm-hmm. For me, <clears throat> I've come to the place in my life where I really can like internally advocate for myself to change. I can point to a number of areas in my life where I've been successful in rewriting my personal philosophy. So I know what it takes for me. Um, If I struggle, then I'm sharing, if I'm sharing it with you, um, that's because I do need some teamwork. Like for me, the reason that I do things the way that I do. I don't know what this is going to sound like, but the reason I stick to a plan or I stick to um, my diet or whatever, the reason I stick to things is because I don't want to let myself down. Because if I let myself down, in effect, I'm letting you or whomever this affects down based on the promises that I've made to you. It sounds like the place that you're in in your life, this, you aren't worried about letting yourself down. Your motivation is not letting other people down. Um, and if that's where you are, then use it. I'm in both. I, it's not about letting the other people down so much as... Um, I don't know how to put me before everything else. Right. So I'm learning that. But in order to learn that, it's taken Rita and you to pull me Mm -hmm. to the forefront, so to speak. Um, I'm never worried that I'm going to let you down on something anymore just because you don't let me get to that point. You always bring it back to perspective of what it is for myself. If I don't finish this book, it you would be disappointed, but ultimately it doesn't really hurt you so much as, well, other than the fact that you don't know how it ends. But mm-hmm. it would be, what would it do to me? Where would it put me in the promises that I made to myself? Where would it put me in um, the, the release that it's giving me emotionally and, um, you know, being able to express myself in an avenue that we didn't really know was even an avenue for me. But I guess what I was just trying to pinpoint was you do things a certain way and there are people who can do it the same way that you Mm -hmm. do it. But there are others out there that are listening that are like me where you can tell me this is what I need to do, but I have got to have the step-by-step play to this or I just cannot function. Yeah. And it can't be, here's 12 steps, dude, one at a freaking time. Yeah. You know, acknowledge what the voice is. Okay. I got that. Where did the voice come from? We got that. Now, what do I do with it? Mm -hmm. I couldn't get past that point. So I needed Rita to say, okay, what do I do with this? How, how do I get to the next point? Yeah. That's what I'm trying to say is there, there's, Not everybody works the same way. So, and you and I have done this several times. I don't think like you and you don't think like me. And I cannot tell you how many arguments and conversations we've had where at the end of it, we both look at each other and go, you know what? You don't think like me. Let me back up a second and let's do this again. Right. 
and it's un- unfortunately it's after everything's already hit the fan but being able to come back to that moment that's what i'm saying for people who are listening who are stuck where i'm stuck yeah fear is my my motivating factor okay how am i getting past that i had to acknowledge i can't do this by myself mm-hmm. And I also had to acknowledge that because it's fear and trust issues that I'm dealing with, you were not my number one go-to. And that's not a bad thing. Mm -hmm. It's not my goal, but it's not a bad thing. I just had to go somewhere where I knew this is a a neutral ground. This is somebody that no matter what I say to Rita, I'm not going to hurt her feelings. None of this is going to be taken personal. This is not something that is going to come back in an argument to bite me in the ass. This is someplace I can go and just, I mean, the last episode, Claus came out. She was challenging me and I gave her permission to do it. I've never done that with anybody else in the room but you. So knowing that that went out on a podcast, that was a big step for me. Yeah, it was. But if I don't do that, then the goal of helping people is just never going to be met. Right. But in, again, having Rita be that neutral zone for me mm-hmm. and giving her permission to challenge me. And no matter how much I cuss at her, no matter how much I get mad at her or I raise my voice or we go toe to toe, it's okay because I've given her permission to take me there. And it's not like if I was to come to you with this and I get pissed off and I start going toe to toe with you. I run the risk of hurting you while I'm trying to process something. Yeah. So it, that's what I'm saying. It's not, it's not that I'm trying to please other people with how I'm doing something. It's knowing where to go to get the help that I need so that I can do what I want to do for these other people or these other relationships, because I'm not ready to go one-on-one in some of these what ifs yet without, bouncing it off of her first and asking i i honestly have to ask questions am i doing this right well yeah and that's (laughs) and that's the that's the point that i'm making is that for myself goal number one is to make these voices in my head from my past harmless i have to decide what that looks like for me if that becomes your goal or the listener's goal I'm not saying you have to take my vehicle to get there. What I'm saying, and I don't disagree with your approach because I know that's what you need. You have to identify what does that look like for me. I don't I don't want you to take my way to get to these thoughts and making them harmless to you because my way obviously would not work for you. And that's what I say as far as being able to redesign my philosophy and my life and who I've become, I know how to go back and do this. For you, because you don't think like me or your personality is different than mine, you do need to rally uh, people or you need to set yourself up for success. And the way that you've outlined it is what works for you based on the way that you operate or how you operate. So I'm not, I don't want you to think I'm here trying to convince you to do it my way. No, I know you're not. I want, I wanted you to put out there what it would your way be to get there. Just so we have a couple of examples to give 
uh, the listener so they can determine or ask for help. Like for me, the way I can make those things harmless, I go back to those situations and I will look at them. As they come up, I'll look at it and say, okay, is there anything I can change about what's already happened? There's not. How do how should I operate moving forward? What power does that person's voice deserve to have in my life? What influence, just to try to use a better word, what influence should that person have in my life? So I have to kind of, I have to identify those things, and then I will process through and say, well, look, there's nothing I can change. So maybe I need to spend, and it's a great tool by Hal Elrod, maybe I need to spend a few minutes just to kind of vent my frustrations about what went down, why I'm disappointed, what maybe I could have done better to make the past a lesson instead of allowing the past to continue to dictate to me who I'm not. And the the way I kind of work through that, or I have worked through it, is to say, okay, Quincy, there ain't nothing you can change. Matter of fact, you're enough acting and becoming or becoming the person that you are. Um, so this this person's opinion, their actions from the past, or whatever the case is, they don't have any more power or influence in your life unless you give it to them. So now, take it back. Now that person's presence is not going to have influence over any of my internal dialogue. It's not going to have any power over how I think about it when the thought comes up the next time. Because by going through it and identifying it, resolving it, now when it comes up again, it's a harmless thought. Because the thoughts, you know, there there will always be things for the next 50 years that remind me of my friend because of, uh, the things that he taught me. Now I can look at him and appreciate it. And if I see that person in public, I don't have any of this silent resentment residing in me anymore because I've gone back to my disappointments, my frustrations. I've gone back to those things and I've made them harmless because they no longer, I can't change them and they don't deserve any influence in my life. That's the way I've had to do it for me. I don't know if that's going to work for anybody else, but that's kind of how I've built myself or rebuilt myself over the last few years. Um, But your way is I need, like, I need reinforcements or I need, uh, I need validation to reaffirm these thoughts or whatever these voices or whatever this influence is. Now, once you get that validation and you start to strengthen that and you can actually believe that for yourself, then you can make, you can go through your process to make these feelings or thoughts or memories, whatever it is, you can make those harmless for you. You are just taking a different way. I mean, there's, There's five ways to get to our house through this neighborhood. I take my way to get here. 
I laugh at you sometimes for the way you take because <laughs> it's more complicated. <laughs> I'm more of a straight. But it gets me out on the side of the mailbox. <laughs> right. But just look at look at that, honey. Look at that. I, t- I take the way I get here is the is the straight most efficient way to get here. Mm-hmm. You take you take a different route because it's what you know. It's more turns. It's more difficult to remember. This is from my my point of view. But ultimately you still get there. I never thought of it that way, but yeah. But that that's the way that we kind of operate around this thing. So I'm not and you've acknowledged it, but I'm not here saying that okay, because I want to this is my way to make these thoughts harmless that you have to do it the same way. What you need to do, eventually, maybe you get to the point where you are so self-reliant that you can go back to those and, you, and, and you'll resolve them that way. Or maybe you stay this way. The goal is just getting there. That's the goal for us both. The vehicle we use to get there isn't as important as how you work through getting there. You have to do what works for you. And if you're talking about rewriting it, eventually you'll be able to rewrite the way you process things. The way you're doing it now is just the way that you've always done it. So you can, over time, you can change that if you want to. But if this process works, then use it. This is not the process that I always used. You know? Yeah. I would stuff it and eat myself into obesity. But I changed that. Um, so I, I mean, if, but that's my goal. Maybe your goal is something different. My goal for this, as far as the voices in the past, is just to render them har- harmless. And that to me means the pain is where it is. I'm closing the chapter on that. And those, and those thoughts and those people no longer have influence on my life and how I'm going to operate. Um, and I, I actually feel really good about that because it's kind of helped me talk through how I'm going to deal with several of these things. And I've also, I've actually already dealt with a few of these things and I feel better because of it. Mm -hmm. Um, because like I told you, I, I feel like the best version of me when I'm at my, my most free is when I'm being a husband and when I'm being a father. The way that I kind of got to that point was when I used to coach football because I went out there and I had the freedom to coach it the way that was most effective. I didn't have to pretend to be anybody. I could just be myself. And I feel like I was effective at doing that. Now it's like I feel like I I see myself (coughs) as a father being free to be a father as a husband being free to whether it looks good or sounds good or whatever it is we've built that piece of our relationship to where we can put it out there even if it's ugly yeah and you're okay to have that and i'm okay to have yours and you're not telling me how to feel and i'm not telling you how to feel we're working through it because we reserve the right to have those feelings now, maybe those feelings are based in assumption. And if we, you know, talk through it, those feelings can actually change. But I, I'm kind of done 
with resisting the past. When something, when I'm made aware of something, I like to go for it. You're at the place where you're you're confronting it and moving through it. I'm at the spot where I'm confronting it. Yeah. So um, you're a step ahead of me, and that's okay. But that's for for me. It has to be rewritten in order to confront it i have to rewrite it i have to i guess in a way it's like proving it wrong okay i have to prove to myself that i've proved this lie wrong and then i can move past it and then that one no longer bothers me when it comes up it's like no no you know the using the example that you know we had a bunch of kids and you're gonna leave once you and i hit the san diego moment Mm-hmm. that no longer has a voice anywhere. Yeah. That's as simple as when it comes up and it's, you know what, he's going to get mad at this, this is going to happen, he's probably going to do this, and then he's going to leave. And it's like, mm. he might do A, B, and C, but leaving is not an option. That much I know. And it, it's once that was squashed, it's gone. But some of these I'm still... And it's not everything. I mean, I've, I've gone through a lot over the years and I've processed a lot and squashed a lot. So I'm definitely a lot better than the, the quiet, depressed person in the corner. Yeah. Um, but there are still things that come up. And I think they come up more now because we're dealing with it with our own kids and our own circumstances that we're seeing around us where it comes up and it, it pulls those things to the forefront. I'm not running from those anymore, which is, that's probably the biggest key mm-hmm. to all of this is I'm not running from it. But if it's something that I don't understand why I'm thinking this way, or I don't understand why it's affecting me, that's when I know I have to go to my strengths and I have to call Rita or I need to come to you and say, okay, this is in my headspace and I don't know what the hell happened or why it's here, but this is what I'm dealing with. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's also a place that you and I have come where um, I have the right to say, dude, why are you acting like that right now? This is not who you are. The same with you. When something affects me, it's instantly noticeable in my behavior. Mm-hmm. And allowing you to come in and go, something's not right here and I need to know why there's an edge. Or, you know, the other day you kept asking me, if something was, was eaten at me and it really wasn't, I was just tired. Mm -hmm. I was so tired and everything annoyed me because I was past exhausted, but still allowing that without getting pissed off at you for calling me on it. I don't want you to say everything's fine. No, I won't say fine. (laughs) I won't say fine. I promise. But, um, I think that's really where I'm at at the moment is it's not necessarily that I'm coming through all of it. I might be dragging through some of it, Mm -hmm. but I'm still going forward with it. I'm not letting it anchor me backwards anymore. Um, And that's really where everybody needs to get. If you can get to the place where just face it, even if all you can do is stand at the line and go toe to toe, but you just can't figure out what to do with it. Just stand toe-to-toe for a minute. Acknowledge that there's something there. Acknowledge that there's something that is just not right in this scenario. And if it requires getting someone else to help you navigate that, do it. Do it. Just go if, for it. If it's as simple as being able to 
um, like Quincy is really good at just meditating and thinking about something for a, a while. Sometimes it'll be a few minutes, sometimes it'll be a couple days. But once he's done that and processed through, why is this eating at me? He can address it and move on. Some people need to sit down with your spouse and just hash it. You know, it might be something that you're dealing with with your spouse where you just feel like there's a, a constant push and pull and you're just not owning it or you're not facing it because what might happen if you don't have that hard talk and at least put it on the table to say, this is bugging me. Mm-hmm. At least do that much. Put it out. Even if you can't hash it out yet, just put it out. I just want you to think about this because this is what I'm seeing and what's happening for my side of this. And I just need you to think about that and maybe we can come together and talk about it later. We've had those conversations. I can't I can't do this with you right now. I just, we need to squash it and we need to make time to come back to it. It's not a bad thing. It's at least acknowledging there's something there. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the, the proverbial elephant in the room. Mm-hmm. Address it. Make it known that it's there. You both know it's there. Let somebody else know that you're facing something. If you can't do it on your own, you have to let somebody else know you're facing it. Yeah. I mean, and I think, it. you know, what's really important is if you haven't established this, these things in your relationship, like not taking it personal, what did you hear me say? You know, just allowing that person to... Um, put out there how they feel and you're not, it's like the no judgment zone. Like, I don't, I'm not going to tell you why you don't feel that way. If you haven't established that, then, you know, that's kind of where you begin. And I, I agree, you know, um, we, we're our go-to because of how much she's impacted our marriage, our life, our relationships is Coach Rita. She gets all my WTF moments. All of them. Good, bad, and indifferent. She will get a text. This just happened. WTF. And her response is usually a laughing, crying face. But it, it, it you've got to have somewhere to go. You've got to. Yeah. If, you know, because chances are, if you're anything like us or your experience in marriage has been such, and I'm not saying your experience has to be terrible, but like we said to begin the episode... How much of these voices did you bring into your marriage and you did not realize it? I was 75% or more. Jeannie was like 60% or more. And it's extremely, extremely important that you learn how to communicate and comprehend what each other is saying. And what, what have you created in your relationship so that you both have the freedom to, to share and express your deepest, darkest secrets and situations. You know, I, I know over the last month, I've told you some things that I've never even said to anybody that I was afraid to say out loud. 20 years later, and we're still uncovering stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's not like, and you got to be in it for the long haul. These are not things you fix overnight. You know, if you've been married for a year or two years, three years, five years, 20 years, and you try something a few times and it's not working, you're doing yourself a disservice to get anxious and give up. It this takes time. This is not time. a five-year plan. 
<laughs> no, this is something that that you're creating. And I, I would say, you know, our relationship has never been better. And we're talking about hard subjects that we never had the courage to talk about before. Mm-hmm. You know? And now... And the funny part is, going back over why we never talked about it is because of how we were raised or how we were taught certain conversations that you just... You grow up learning, oh, we don't talk about that. Why? I'm married to this person. This is my best friend. This is my forever human. Why am I not having these conversations? Right. Why am I keeping this stuff to myself when you are the only person I should really have these conversations with? You know me at my worst, my best, my quirkiest, my dumbest. It doesn't matter I mean, there's really not a whole lot else I could do that you haven't seen at this point. So why are we not talking about this? I don't know. Every once in a while, you still surprise me. Well, I got to have some some bag tricks in my bag, but that's a whole other subject. (laughs) That's another show. (laughs) Um, So let's. uh, This episode went so much longer than I anticipated, but I didn't want to kind of. I didn't want to cut the conversation short. That's the beauty of editing that, you know, you can split it into a couple of shows or whatever if necessary because we have been. Love you, Ashley. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Producer Ashley. Um, Yeah, I, you know, I I wrote down here, it's like three reasons why we faced fear. I came up with a couple. And that's something that I would like for you to think about. Um for your future, you know, for basically having that why to continue to confront these situations, you know, but, but for me, just goal number one, and I'm just going to, I'm going to go what they call in the business world, narrow and deep so that you can really hone your focus in on one thing. And my, my one goal right now is to render these thoughts from my past harmless and uh i think that'll be the catalyst that helps me really develop the next level of who i am becoming um so great episode honey Thanks. or episodes <laughs> i i'm there's no way that this can be one splice it where it gets to the how-to that's kind of leaving a cliffhanger anyway um, well, yes and no. It, processing through it. And then how do you get to the next step? True. If you have questions, you have concerns, you have ideas, you need a non-biased or an unbiased third party to hear what you have to say, I'm recommending that you engage Coach Rita. That is my first recommendation. Why is that? Because she's somebody that I trust, somebody I trust recommending. She's someone that is an absolute expert, and it is really, it's really something that she thrives in. And I, I'm, I'm excited for you. But whoever you decide to do this with, I, I recommend do not take these things to your parents your siblings, get a third party that's unbiased that you can share your thoughts, feelings, frustrations with, 
until you build or create that place in your marriage. Um, so reach out to us, coach at manversusmarriagepodcast.com. You can also join the Facebook group at MVSM Podcast. And until the next time, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, go out there and get to getting. Cue diggity dog out. The podcast. How good do you want your life to be? You gotta live on purpose for a purpose. It's truly about becoming the best version of yourself. It's possible. This is Man vs. Merit, the podcast.